0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Mental Health Comedy Podcast. I'm Ed Krasnick, your co host, my co host, Jennifer Kalari, will be along shortly. This is the show where we take you to Dysfunky Town. Won't you let us take you to Dysfunky Town? We're putting the funk in dysfunction. We talk about mental health issues, all kinds of issues, and we also practice our skills because uh, mental health is something that you practice. So I've heard. So we do it, and nobody does it better than my partner, uh, the High Priestess of the Hippocampus, Jennifer Kalari, and she'll be joining us in just a minute. I want to talk today about what makes you uncomfortable. And when I say you, I mean me. But I want to talk about it. Uh, I want to talk about how you are at apologizing. Are you a good uh, person at apologizing? It's an art form. I thought we could talk about things like what you need most in your life what kind of support you like to get, and what you're feeding yourself physically and spiritually and emotionally. Any of those will do. Any of those subjects will do. We can talk about any of it. But our guests today, I'm very excited about because I've been listening to their podcast, which is called Dumb Gay Politics. And it's been on for a long time. It's really good. It's really interesting. It's funny and entertaining and insightful. And they talk a lot of shit. And I'm excited to be talking some shit with them on on today's show. And it's Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. And they're going to be joining us uh, very shortly also. Everything is coming up. Nothing is happening now, but everything is coming (laughs) coming up. It's just like COVID. It's like we'll all get out eventually, but nothing right now. So I want to tell you that the show today is brought to you by Therapies. Therapies is the new app that finds therapists for you therapies takes the intake out of the process it matches you not only with style and personality but also hobbies and interests and fashion so during those lulls you can talk about your favorite characters recipes movies books and more you can talk about why you hate succession and love succession whatever you want Uh, it also supplies your therapist with pleasant zoom backgrounds or maps of coffee shops in your neighborhood where you can go if you show up in person Start your overwhelming holiday spirit on the right foot. Say your peace and get some peace with therapies. Now we always like to welcome listeners no matter what emotional state they're in. Here are just a few emotional shout-outs. If your neighbor is white as a sheet because they're in the KKK, welcome. If you become emotionally incapacitated when your fire stick doesn't work, welcome. If you fall asleep to reruns of To Catch a Predator, Welcome. If you believe President Biden actually knows you because you get direct texts for money that say, This is Joe, welcome. And if you're beating yourself up even now, there's always a place for you right here on the Mental Health Comedy Podcast. And now it's time to present my partner, the soothsayer of serotonin, the lion tamer of the limbic system, the high priestess of the hippocampus, as I said before. I'll come up with other things as we go. Jennifer Kalari. Jennifer, uh, welcome to the program. We've been Thank off for a couple weeks. How are you doing? And, and Jennifer, what makes you uncomfortable? You're a therapist.
1: What makes me uncomfortable? A this, lot
0: conversation? <laughs> this conversation? This <laughs> conversation. For one. Um,
1: no. No, I, but, listen, a lot of things. And you just have to learn how to... Regulate that and process emotion, and just feel it and let it go. Because not being uncomfortable is not such a bad thing. It's really not. It's how you learn. It's how you grow. It's how you figure things out.
0: So you should head. You should head towards it. You should head towards it. Is that the idea?
1: Well, listen. You don't want to be uncomfortable about everything, but if you're comfortable all the time, you're not growing and you're boring. Like life has to have some challenges in it. You have to be uncomfortable in order to learn and grow and figure out who you want to be. And the same thing every day, doing only things that are comfortable will not help you do that.
0: Well, for you, is there a particular situation that, that gives you uh, a challenge? Um uh, thinking from a party?
1: Parties, any kind of parties. Really? I, I do not enjoy parties, no.
0: And I'll what go. do you what do you do what do you not like about parties and what do you do to deal with it?
1: Like it's so funny because I can stand on a stage and talk to five thousand people, but put me in a party and I just want to go. <laughs> I I just I don't know small talk. I'm not a fan of small talk.
0: Wow. That's yeah. what I had planned for the whole show today. Well, so the, no, from a, I mean, It's okay,
1: but it's, but it's
0: uncomfortable. You're going to so be very uncomfortable. Yeah, Howie I'll, Mandel came on the show, and he told us that he is comfortable with discomfort, that he has learned how to become comfortable with discomfort. So it is a good thing. But, when yeah, when you seek comfort, the thing is you don't, you don't feel alive, and that's really something that's happened in the culture, especially because of what we've had to survive. I don't think a lot of people feel alive. And I'm speaking for myself. Uh, I'm, I just think that people have learned to survive in today's well, world. part of being
1: alive is feeling a lot of different things, right? And, and putting yourself out there and challenging yourself a little bit and getting outside of your comfort zone and realize that you have to have some negative or challenging experiences in order to truly be happy. I think that's a big thing.
0: How do you like to get your support? Do you like to get it from Amazon? Do you like to get it in a package? Do you like to get it in a box? Huh? What's the best way to support you? What, what do you mean? I mean, like, sometimes people like space. Like emotional, what do you, like emotional yeah. support? like emotional support. Yeah, sometimes people like space. Sometimes people don't like to be asked questions.
1: Right. Well, I look at the little boats. Like, I love to lean on my family, my kids, my mm-hmm. husband. I'm there for them. They're there for me. It's lovely to have that support and have an ear. And then, yeah, there's definitely times where I just leave me alone. <laughs> just shut the door and just
0: be. How do you? How does a therapist disengage from their clients and actually cleanse their their palate in a way so they can go on with life and not carry with them all the all the stuff I mean, that comes up?
1: Question. Well, I mean, I've been doing it thirty years, so you kind of you do sort of get used to to doing that. In the beginning, you take it all home, but I think also when you love, I love what I do, and I love my clients, and I love seeing the changes and the growth, and I find it invigorating. And in general, and, and really, I don't know. In general, I just find it. Joyful. I mean, even when people are struggling to to see how much passion they have, because I mostly do parenting work, right? Right. Um, and see how how much they love their kids and how they're willing to do whatever they need to do to build that connection and build that relationship. And then you just see them enjoying their kids more and more after really, you know, struggling. It's 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 amazing. So, you know, I think just enjoying time with my family and meditation is a big thing for me. Walking is a big thing for me. Yeah, being in nature, you know that. Like, just I love being out in nature and just being away from everything. That's a really important thing. And turning my phone off is big. Yeah.
0: Do you ever have you ever had a a client where or a family where it's like I can't help these people?
1: Yes, but and complicated answer because connected parenting is really it's it's a model where people have to be able to find that connection even with a difficult impossible behavioral child you've got to find a way to love that kid through it and see behavior is a symptom connecting parenting is is complex because you have to be able to love your child through the most ugly awful behaviors right you have to see right through them into their heart and that's not easy to do when your child is you know fighting back and being difficult and being challenging and causing all kinds of problems in relationships as you disagree with how to parent. And so you really have to get to that beautiful place in the middle. So sometimes families have to go and do some other work first in order to come back and be ready to do that. But no, you know what, for the most part, what always inspires me is how much people love their kids and how much they're willing to dig as deep as they have to, to make things better, at least the people that come to Connect Parenting.
0: How would you introduce them? Because we're going to talk in a second with uh, Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. We're going to talk about politics. We're going to talk about the news. How how do you introduce kids to the news?
1: Well, I don't think kids should be watching the news. Little kids shouldn't. And the the fact that, you know, when I was a kid, it was on like at dinner time, (laughs) And I didn't bother with it, right? And now it's sort of on cable news. It's on all the time in the background. So I think it's really important not to have the news on. Don't even let your kids be listening to that stuff. And if you do, have really important, age-appropriate conversations about it and don't overwhelm them with it. I think they know too much sometimes. And depending on their age, leave them alone. Just let them be kids. Let them play. But they
0: get so much. They get so much through their phone. They're aware of every single thing that goes on. They
1: don't need more. And you can have really good, loving conversations about it. In, in a big way, conversations about things like how everyone's polarized and how let's find things in common and finding ways to kind of regulate that. So when you hear, cause I have a lot of kids that I work with that literally have, well, a lot of social anxiety for sure. A lot of eco anxiety. I can't tell you how many kids in their sessions are like, I don't know if there's going to be a world when I'm 30. Wow. I don't even know if I'm going to get married. I don't know if there's, I mean, what's it, what's the world even going to look like? The little kids, thinking about right. that and worrying about that and not able to sleep because of right. that. And we can't even mm-hmm. imagine that as children we didn't have to think about that. Was I going to hit middle age? Like that that's really what they worry about. So they carry this very deeply. And so mm-hmm. having really frank but loving and very appropriate, age appropriate conversations with your kids so that they're informed but not overwhelmed is really important.
0: And what's a quick skill to help a, a kid who's overwhelmed and who comes to comes to you with those kind of issues what do you do um, as a parent or what can you model for them
1: yeah well so the first thing is is really leaning in and listening to them if immediately you start with oh don't worry and we'll figure it out and humans are brilliant and we'll solve the problem you don't know that and they know you don't know that so part of it is just to sit with them and this is the hardest thing as a parent it's even hard to do as a friend it's hard to do as a partner just sit with them in that place where they're feeling scared and hold their hand or soothe them and say, you know what? I get it. It's hard. This is a big thing to worry about. And don't rush to fix it and solve it. You can't anyway, once they feel like you truly understand what they're carrying around and how frightened they actually are, which is hard as a parent to do that. You want to fix it. You want to make them feel better. You want to here, let's, let's go make them, you know, let's make some ice cream. <laughs> like I want you to feel better. Um, and sometimes we want our kids to feel better so we can feel better, but right. helping them to feel these things and loving them through it and supporting them. They'll learn how to literally alchemize those feelings, feel them, note them, have support and love from you. And then you can go off and either think about some ways that things could get better or what could we do in our own house to make things better? Or how can we, then we can move to distraction. But really it's important to be present first.
0: Yeah. If I knew as a kid that feelings don't kill you, first of all, I'd be a billionaire now because I would have (laughs) saved all this money in therapy, but I'd be a lot taller and I wouldn't have the posture of a question mark. That is how I would be different. But right now I want to bring in our guests because I'm a fan, and because uh, we're gonna we're gonna start talking shit. I haven't talked shit in my whole life, but I'm, it's time for me to talk shit. Now, these people, talented performers, hosts—what can you say? They they're brave. I mean, they're brave people. Their podcast is excellent. It's called uh, Dumb Gay Politics. You can hear it wherever you get your your podcast, and it's Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard. Julie and Brandy, uh, first of all, are you still alive? Are you there? and uh <laughs> what kind of shit is going on uh what's, what's what's up for you
2: i have add and i really just needed to do 50 th- 50 different things you know there was like That's a light okay. and there was like a, something glimmering and Fine. i thought yeah it's- i felt my back fat it just was too many things
0: <laughs> you did a lot <laughs> in the time that we've been on you guys comment a lot and i'll stop calling you guys in a second I'm, it's when it's not third grade but you you comment a lot on what's going on in the news and what's happening politically, sociopolitically, politically in your podcast and in your work. And how do you stand it? Because I I was watching, you know, I used to watch Rachel Maddow and then I started getting sick just because. Mm-hmm. It was just too, you know. Was her it was story like
3: here too long. Because she takes too long to get to the point. Because she something that happened yesterday, and then she starts back in 1962 with a picture of an extra who's in the audience of Prices Right, and you're like, where
0: the hell are you going with this, bitch? I know. But she's amazing. But she's amazing. But it's just you have to. It's very hard to leaven the news. It's very hard to say, I'm going to watch for four <laughs> seconds, and now I know they're going to repeat this story. A thousand times with different commentators. Let me stop now. How do you, what do
2: you do? Yeah, that's the problem that we have found from doing, when we started the podcast, we never could have imagined, Ed. The matrix, the K-hole, the whole hole, the B-hole of the news. (laughs) And that is the the number one, the news headline is that the news is all the same news. Once you've heard the one headline, everyone else jumps on board. It's a train. The news is just a train. And the problem is that you go and you get that and then you want other actual news. We want to hear we want to hear more than just people pondering about what would have happened if that isn't news. And yet we get that a lot. And I think that's also what causes people a lot of stress that a lot of the news,
1: endless speculation, endless
2: speculation. The news has become a twenty-four hour cycle of endless speculation, which has led to I we think exactly where we are right now.
1: Speculation and
2: ranting, both of those. Uh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we a lot get of rant. the ranting. Oh, uh, uh, we rant, we rant, we rant. <laughs> well, you, yeah. Well, you're very, there's you're very
0: entertaining. Like, well, there's also yeah. an
1: addictive part to it. Like you get addicted. What's new? Boring, boring, boring. Ooh, what's this? Right, and you get mm-hmm. this jolt of what? dopamine.
0: Well, it's yeah. fight or flight. It's, it's all based on fight or flight. It's what they're trying to do is they're trying to stimulate your, we talk about a brain, brain function a lot on the show, and they're trying to stimulate this, this fight or flight response because when you're in a fight or flight mode, you're easily malleable. You're, you're a better consumer. You'll buy mm-hmm. anything. You'll, you'll, you'll stuff watching. anything. You'll keep watching. You'll be addicted to your phone or your adrenaline. news or whatever it is. Yeah. Adrenaline,
1: dopamine, adrenaline, dopamine, adrenaline, dopamine. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah
0: the adrenaline mm-hmm. dopamine dance. You know, when you, you talk about all this stuff and you 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 look at what's happening in the news every day, how do you cleanse yourself of all the, the crap?
3: Well, when we first started, you know, we were on reality TV or we were, we were on Bravo. I didn't watch any news. Like, I just was like living my best life. All of Obama was there. I was like, this is great. I don't have to worry about anything. He's there. I love him. And that's all that matters. And he's taking care of the shit. And then, you know, Julie's a lesbian, so she, of course, loves the news and shit. She (laughs) loves politics. She's in Hillary Clinton, and it's like, oh,
2: God. Just draining. So, Let's keep track of our oppression, okay? We have to keep track of our oppression. Ladies, yeah, am I right?
0: Yeah. yeah. Who's with me, ladies? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. And by the way, sure. I do have
3: permission to say you guys to us. Yes, we don't, please. We're not uh, no pronoun okay. cops over here. Oh, you know?
0: I'm so scared. I really yeah. have such a... I, I live in terror because I don't get the right... The problem is I never get the right ones. That's the problem. And um, you know
2: what? The thing is, Ed, and for anyone, and I say this as... Not just a les, but like a big one.
0: Is a major,
2: like I look. You know, I get mistaken for a man all the time. I constantly get misgendered. Blah blah blah. But just like watching, this is the lesson I think for at least for for me for watching the news, and it's the same for being a person who is such as myself, where you you've been extreme. You get angry. You're angry. And just like the dopamine, the adrenaline, the the dopamine, I'm adrenalized by my own anger, by my victimhood. Now I'm going to lash out. Oh, look at me. I feel so great. I've moted someone down. Then it happens again and again and again. The cycle never changes. The only time it changed is when somebody says, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. And it didn't hurt me. It didn't do anything to me because that means nothing. The same with the news. When you find that middle ground and you are able to really really see it all it really does soften the edges i think
3: yeah we we basically we started the podcast and we just because of doing this basically since you know trump got into office until now we the matrix opened up like Mm -hmm. we hate the news we hate the main we call it the lamestream media honestly (laughs) we do we would watch trump we called it coronavirus live Mm -hmm. and i mean it hit an all-time awful nightmare during corona i was Mm -hmm. like get the death count off i mean we didn't Mm -hmm. want to hear we were like so we would watch his coronavirus live every day (laughs) and we thought it was pure comedy hour and the level of the obnoxiousness of the people from cnn like Caitlin collins and they're just asking him the most they're 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 asking him stupid questions that they have the answers to and he's getting pissed off and then people are like talking shit about him but it's like but they're asking stupid questions that they know the answer to mm-hmm. and that none of us need the answer to mm-hmm. and then and then they still do it to this day they do it to they do it to jen Psaki, who's who's joe biden's look i'm getting enraged now i hate <laughs> the news yeah you're I starting to it.
0: go up yeah you're going <laughs>
3: up because what? it's like yeah. So what I, I just want to say, what we do is we watch, we do watch Jen Psaki, and though Trump didn't have, he didn't do that. You know, we did watch old what's her name, Sarah Huckabee yeah. Sanders when when she did right. it. Next question, shut up, go ahead. <laughs> we, <watch her. laughs>
0: I know, we try amazing. to watch
3: the White House press briefings. That's what we do. Yeah, we try to look for. News, we you know, and even if it's like, oh, Trump is doing prison reform, we try to like find we whatever we just try to find the actual news, mining the
2: news. actual information. Yeah, the information. It, well, it's
0: where do you get where do you get fair and balanced news in media? Because the thing about you what don't. you're saying about people being commentators, the reason why they're doing that is because it doesn't cost as much <clears throat> money. So you get these commentators and you have them on retainer, and they all kind of hang out. And then they'll come on four or five times a day because news is not a 24-hour operation. It should never right. be. So that was the problem. But it's a money thing. So that's never going to change because it costs too much money to have actual reporters. So where would you get, you know, would you get, is it the PBS NewsHour? Is it? Is it somewhere else? Is it like,
3: because well, I'll tell we you. Do, we watch, you go, go we watch C-SPAN. That's number one. And we do. We, we go onto the White House YouTube channel and we watch we watch what the white house puts out and mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, you have to be able, we're grown adults. We have our own
2: discerning minds. We can go, okay, well that's some bullshit, but <laughs> well, we don't believe yeah. everything, but. We- and you can go online if they have a check. If, if Jen Psaki goes on and says, I don't know, 18,000 people were airlifted out of Afghanistan. You go, huh, let me Google that quick. And then you, there are things you can fact check and there are different fact checking websites. And there's just different things where you can at least, if five different if the Washington Post and New York Times and a different uh, websites all are corroborating it, then you kind of can go, OK, well, I guess that's the truth. I mean, yeah, for the most part.
3: And we just want the information. And even if it's the information that they're giving, it's like, OK, well, that's the information they're giving you make choices right. for yourself. But we don't have Facebook. Well, we're totally against Facebook. One way that we like to cleanse is go, fuck Facebook. Get off Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you're yeah. part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. We shame people to hell <laughs> nonstop yeah. for being on Facebook at all. Mm-hmm. Not because you want to yeah. share pictures of your kids. Not because it's the only way you see your mom. We don't care why. Not because of your dumb job. Get the fuck off of Facebook. <laughs> like, stay on yeah. Instagram if you have to do it. But Facebook has to go. It's yeah. horrendous and horrific. It's definitely part of the news issue mm-hmm. and it is like causing these that's why these kids have social anxiety and it's i mean why we all do i i've never <laughs> been on it and i and i've happened because of facebook <laughs> i didn't go on it because i was like oh that brings out the worst in me i'm not doing that i'm My, jealous yeah.
0: With everyone yeah the ahead,
1: teams i work with are i mean the the social anxiety the stress that they're under and they're not on Fe- facebook that's for old people
3: yeah um, they're on the gram, <laughs> they're gramming that, it up or what? They're tick tocking it right?
1: up, <laughs> but they're having these conversations where they're just showing the ceiling and their forehead, and then you're supposed to if you leave someone on red, but red and didn't answer. Like there's all of these complex, incredibly sophisticated rules that you have to follow, and then you're ranking yourself constantly as a kid. Um, mm. It's overwhelming. It it really is. They are completely stressed out and exhausted it's from it. It's so sure. sad. I just
3: think it's sad. Yeah. sad, 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 sad. I
1: really Yeah, I wouldn't
0: want to be a kid today. It's very, very difficult. The other thing is kids don't have, they don't have any agency. And I don't mean they're not represented by William Morris. I mean, they don't have any agency. <laughs> we don't have any agency in- <laughs> In their life. They need an agency. They need they need uh, you know, uh, WME. Um but but no, they they're they not able to go out, they're not able to be in their neighborhoods by themselves. It's not the same kind of world where they can just you see, you know, I used to go as a kid, see at dinner time. Whatever yeah. you want to do, just go. Yeah. yeah. They don't have that. So how do you give kids, Jennifer? How do you how do you give people you know, how do you give people agency in this in this day and age?
1: It's hard because, I mean, kids are just as connected to their parents too. It's not just the parents wanting to know where the kids are. The kids want to know where the parents are. Like everyone's super connected and kids are followed on the geo. You can see where your kid is. And I don't know, it's, it's a little bit crazy and I can see it. I can see it in how the kids feel like they don't necessarily, they have very little freedom and the pandemic can help, but they I don't know. It's so hard and there and social anxiety is crazy. They're, they're afraid to go out. They're afraid of other teenagers. They're, they're afraid of being looked at and you've got to look perfect. And there's all of this. Um, it's so much self-marketing with the yeah. online. It's like they're, they're all like people.
3: professional publicists for themselves now. I mean, we all have yeah. to be, it's like exhausting.
0: Yeah.
1: And As they, they all kid. think they're yeah. so happy behind those pictures and they're not.
3: They're not. They're, and what about that not. van girl? That was really the Ugh. straw that broke the camel's back. Right. The oh, Gabby Petito. Yeah. Potato. yeah. It's like, if that didn't Mm -hmm. show everyone that these people are, this is all a facade with these young people. I don't know. I had debilitating, like, insecurities. I mean, I still do. But as a teenager, like, I'd be like, Mom, drop me off down the block (laughs) if anyone sees this car. She's like, what? It's a Toyota Camry. I'm like, oh, go die. I can't. Like, I'm so embarrassed (laughs) with everything. Like, I was like, I'm like, you're too embarrassing to please.
1: Multiply that by a million. So let's say, I don't know, you trip in the cafeteria and your tray goes flying. 25 years ago, people would talk about it and they'd laugh about it and they'd call you the tray girl or whatever for a few days. And then everyone for, would forget until somebody else does something. Now it's all over the, now everyone's sharing the right. video. It and it's like, it's everywhere. It's, it's, mm-hmm. so the level of stress that they're under is extraordinary. And parents love to talk about how kids are stuck on their phones, but you know what? Parents are stuck on their phones. They've done studies. The parents are not on the fo- their phones that much less than teenagers. That's the, that's the reality. No, I so how do that. you I how do you break it, yeah. that
0: spell, break that cycle? You know, when I put the phone down, I mean, one time I was at, I was at Disneyland with my daughter and I left, I forgot my phone. I can't. And well, I how sat you know how to in, get there. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, it was a small world after all, and the world got smaller. Believe me. Um, it was a world of laughter and a world of tears. I, I, uh, no, I, uh, you know, I left it in the car and I, I did this weird thing. My, my wife went off with my daughter and they went on a ride and I sat by the cars uh, exhibit uh, that they have in California Adventure and I, I meditated. Without my phone. And you know what? It was like the best time I ever had in my life.
1: <laughs> people watching, you just sit there and watch people. No one does that anymore. No one's there. Oh, my,
0: my the mother face. used to love that. We used to right. watch and comment, of course, on people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we yeah. you, But
3: that's, we can <laughs> yeah. only do it as like a codependent
2: team. <laughs> right. If I'm alone,
3: yeah.
0: it's not as fun. Yeah. Not I mean, as I much
2: fun. The phone has made yeah. everyone even more codependent yeah. because you can't even, I have no reason to feel fear when my phone is gone. But then when it is, I feel like I'm gonna be lost, I'm gonna be alone, I'm gonna be
3: abandoned,
2: I'm gonna be I'm gonna fall in a ditch. You're not gonna know how to get
3: in your car. I won't know
2: how to open the car, (laughs) drive anywhere, do anyone, I don't know anyone's number by heart. I couldn't pay phones don't exist. What if I go to a gas and now I'm in a whole thing. And it's insane.
0: That, that's what happens initially. Don't my phone number yeah. anymore. I don't even know no. my kids phone. Numbers. But like, that no. but that's what happens initially and then you know what happens? You start to relax. Yeah. Mm. If you can get beyond that if you can get beyond that fight or flight stuff, you start to relax and then you start to feel bigger than the phone and bigger mm. than your circumstances. Perfect. It's amazing. It it yeah. might go away, but I'm saying that that stuff exists and And the other thing is that there's amazing news stories that are happening every day. We just don't hear about them all over the world. People are solving social issues and you don't hear it.
1: There are sites, though. You can find that news. If you actually think about news in particular, and this is kind of hard to imagine, but it's really true, like if you actually think all day long about how many things go right how many people are actually following the rules and being nice to each other and helping out? It's, it, that is mostly what's happening. It's just the news grabs these little blips, these terrible things, and then, as you were saying, plays it all day. And then 14 people discuss and suppose about it. Yeah,
3: there are 14 it. listeners.
1: Yeah. That's all 14 <laughs> listeners. Well, <laughs> and people like to their own opinions echoed back. They don't want to hear challenging opinions, for the most part. No. They want to hear what they say
0: back at them. think what you think is comfortable comfortable and familiar familiar is comfort and comfort is familiar
2: and i think people search out even when they look for news like we do a segment on our show called so there's that where i have to find one good story a week and when i tell you it's torture okay because you have to Find something that is a good policy or a good natured story or something like what Jennifer was speaking, something to give people hope. And it's really hard. But if that's the mission and that's the goal must be attained. There's no other goal that I can get to except for that. It will be found. It's a lot of work right. and it's a lot of well, mining and mining and mining. Well, but it's, Well, I'm going
0: to help you. I'm going to help you because I work with a, a, a place, an app that actually curates <laughs> solutions news all over the world, solutions journalism, which is a movement all over the world. There are solutions journalists. They're writing stories about people who are solving social issues and they're amazing. Mm. And they curated in this app called the squirrel news, uh, squirrel yep. news dot net. It's unbelievable. <laughs> And, and it's all on the news services. It's actually not, it's on BBC News. It's on all the news services, but it's just buried behind all the clickbait stuff. Mm, so nice. it's, it's a movement that's coming and it changes your mental health. All of a sudden you start thinking about possibilities. We yes. had somebody on the show, we're gonna go back to it, but it's called the Confess Project. They're training, this is one of like a million stories. They're training black barbers in Black neighborhoods to be mental health coaches. That's like one idea that's spread across 25 states now. Okay. So that's like one of a thousand stories. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, that's just brilliant. That's just absolutely brilliant. And it
1: works. And when you hear news like that, your body changes. Biochemically, your body actually changes. it you feel different, and that's that's the kind of news your kids should be watching. And that's the kind of news we should all at least be searching out. I know it's hard, but-
3: I, I don't know if it's just, I never knew if it was just my personality type or what, but I know that I get, what I get upset about is usually, like, let's say if, if we're, because we talk a lot about, you know, a lot of people we know have been radicalized, X, Y, Z, you know, and like, I think mm-hmm. Julie will focus more on <laughs> how they've turned into assholes, which is true, but then I'm, I just, I get upset because it's just, no one's talking about what we're going to do, what people can, what can people do if their mother or their son or their brother or whoever, you know, during the pandemic got sucked into like whatever Facebook group. And now they're radicalized into some, you know, basically what I consider to be a cult, but whatever the, this, this, whether it's MAGA or QAnon or whatever it is, they've become, their, their politics have become radicalized and nobody's talking about how to, how to help these people, or what we're all going to do collectively to just to, to so get a solution? Yeah. So that's why I feel like that that app is could be important for me because I just need to feel like there's somebody out there doing something to, for solutions. Yeah,
0: Jennifer, right. Jennifer, go, go, Jennifer.
1: Well, okay. So what I was gonna say because this is what life, everything in in the universe really is about polarity, right? It's it's about pendulums, it's about swinging, and it's about correcting, and the more energy and momentum and thought and obsession you give to something even something you hate it builds and it gets bigger but what's also happening is a counter to that is also building you may not see it but it's building because like all of that counter energy people are talking about and thinking about right but everything swings everything polarizes so the key and this is not easy is to find that motionless center where you just kind of know that this stuff is all swirling around and where can you find common ground? So in your aunt who's suddenly into QAnon and and thinks we're all going to be dead in three years, what's the commonality? She's afraid. She wants the world to be at a better place. She doesn't want us to be tricked and fooled. And she's afraid. She's so scared. Like at the bottom of all this, people are really afraid. And fear polarizes people and it pulls people away from each other. Anytime you can say, I can see you're scared. What are you scared of? Be curious. What's happening? What is this about? And then when you can actually find that commonality, fear, or or you just want the world to be a better place, or you love your family and you want to, to save them from whatever they don't know is happening, focus on that. And then slowly what actually happens is oxytocin and serotonin, which are known as the here and now chemicals, they actually strengthen the immune system, speed up neuroplasticity, help the brain and the heart get into brain-heart coherence. And then the person starts to go, oh, I feel safe in this conversation. I, I'm kind of connected to softness or a little bit more as corny as it sounds love in this moment. And maybe I can actually listen now to what they have to say to me. Because there's yeah. a lot of confrontations and not a lot of conversations happening.
0: Well, that's true. And, and, and also just noticing it. Like I'm reading about there's this group that's dealing with kids who are turning violent and school massacres and things of that, that nature. And a lot of them are just talking about noticing and turning your light on and being aware that these people are sending messages. They're sending you messages before these acts happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that with the, with this, with those kids and the shootings and the incels and the, I, the entitlement and I deserve, and I'm sure, and I guess that is all based in fear and a longing and a sadness and a loneliness and all of that stuff. And I think, you know, and I'm guilty of like looking at someone like that and being like, just fuck off, just fuck off. But what I should do is go, God, you know, I'm sad too. I'm lonely too. I'm, we're, yeah. we're all lonely. We're all longing. We're all looking. We're all whatever. And it's so hard to do that. And we are all now a country. Yeah. A country of people divided in their fear who can't come together in any way because right. they're so egregious. By the other person's fear, <laughs> like well, yeah. I don't want to hug yeah. an incel. I hate yeah. that he yeah. hates women. I hate yeah. it. But maybe if he sh- felt love from a woman, he might feel better about not hating women. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I don't well, know. Well, the
0: next the next time you get that reactive thing, the next time I get that reactive thing where I get start to get crazy, I, I, a wonderful thing is to stop. Is to just stop. In the just moment,
1: notice yourself. just be aware, just stop yeah, and just
0: say something in the moment. Just stop and say, wow, there's a lot going on with that. You know, whatever well, it is, look at that. Look at that. Notice that. Wow. And you just
1: have wow. to go and hug someone that you don't <laughs> that you deeply struggle oh. with I but do, the, but that's my story. But this is so important because we have to everything and this pendulum idea of energy swinging, I mean that's what weather is about. It's all about balancing, right? And we want that that place in the middle. So the more we get angry at the other side and the more we look at them, can you believe it? And we kind of do that ranting thing, that we're actually feeding that.
0: Yeah. We're right.
3: creating right. That's what
1: you're right. Yeah. That's
0: what right. you're feeding. Right. That's what right. you're feeding. Right. That's I, think, what you're I think
3: during the during the corona for me anyways, it was with the vaccine. Let's say <clears throat> I was scared of the vaccine. Personally, I have it, but I, I am still scared of what's going to happen long-term wise. And I'm resentful that everybody else didn't have to do it too. But I understand the people that don't, unlike a lot of other people, I'm not mad at the, the, the people that don't want the vaccine because I get it. And I didn't want the vaccine and I had, you know, I had to get it. So, yep. but I, but I understand that they're scared. They're scared of, they don't know what's in it. They don't trust big pharma, whatever. I understand all of that. So I, what you're saying does resonate because I know when it's easy for me to understand the fear, then I can get behind it. But I guess when it's, when you know that, that people, their fear is based on, in i don't know an otherism or and it becomes yeah they're fear. the jews
2: and the space lasers yeah, and black and, people and, and, and this gaze. and gays and whatever, whatever. it yeah.
3: becomes very hard to it's hard to it get for someone
1: to be like that to be that angry and that hateful towards people they don't even know what a state that person must be in right how scared how sad how Desperate. It must not be fun to be them. I mean, that's kind of what I think when I look at people like that. I'm like, I feel empathy for them. I, I don't I would not want to be in their shoes. And the answer actually, I think, is if each person, it sounds so ridiculous, but it's so true. I think if each person can really try to regulate their own fear, to get better at self-regulation, to get better at looking at the big picture, to get better at seeing what do we have in common? What what are we all scared of here? What are we all facing here? And if everybody did that and we parented our kids that way and we brought that into every conversation even when it starts out not so great I think that's how we change things it's just slow and nobody wants to do it we're comfortable <laughs> being mad we're comfortable yeah. pointing at other people right and More we're addicted- familiar and we're More addicted to it. and
0: the- we're addicted to it so so we say the term self parenting which is a term that not a lot of people use but it's a great term because all the stuff that you're talking about parents doing with kids we have to do with ourselves yeah. and when i say we i mean me i'm the worst at this i i don't do it well i don't i i'm aware of all of it but i don't i make the old choices right i make the i'm still wearing bell bottoms like this is from a long time ago i don't think it's right but i do it no but i i i do you know i think i think it's more it's more familiar and uh but there's tremendous power in just noticing and stopping, just it's stopping to, in the moment.
2: It's hard, I think, for people to... It's like being in a room with somebody you know hates you. And now I'm in a room with someone I know hates me and wishes not well for me. And now I'm supposed to somehow empathize with them. And now, you know, it's like a we're a country of di- divided into that. They hate you know me. I hate great. them. You know, and I think the news speaking of and the media uh, fl- flames the fires of both sides the and, the, and the and the social media, liberal media, let's say. And we're liberal. We're liberal. But the more, you know, our side, let's say, quote unquote, keeps being like, they're stupid and they're ignorant and they don't know what they're talking about. And it's just making it worse. It's just making it all worse. And
0: in any in any moment you can stop you can take a breath you can turn it off you, you can and i'm not saying you julie i'm saying you know i hope no i, I know you're speaking directly at me I, <laughs> I, I am i am singling you out right now i'm calling you out really um no but it's it's it's, it's really like that there's a choice to be made and and if you make one choice during the day one conscious choice that's like that sends ripples through, you know, through the air. It really it yeah. really does. Because it Can affects ask- the way you relate to other people, you know? Yeah. When yeah.
3: you were yeah. at Disneyland, what kind of meditation are you into? Do you tra- do transcendental? Are you doing like namyaho, rango?
0: No, I actually have I studied Vedic meditation, so I have, word, <laughs> I have a word, I have a thing. But in that day, I think I was just I think I was just, you know, quieting my mind, just following my breath. But I have different kinds of meditation that I'm not a great you know, I'm not a great meditator. I'm still wearing bell bottoms. Remember, um, so I'm not. I'm not a great meditator. But when I do it, it is amazing how powerful it is, and it's amazing how how good it can feel. Because again, you get bigger than these things. Emotions are just they're energy. They're just traveling. They want to come out, but I'm holding on to it. I realized one night during a show I used to do this show. It's a long story, but I realized that what makes people tired is that they're holding on to their feelings what makes them tired is not their job or their spouse or whatever they're holding on to their feelings and it drain it's draining that's what's fatiguing people well, so the people I, that you're talking much, about like well that's listen I wish but i would holding get it. on to my feelings. <laughs> That's well, yeah. Drinking is a you know. Yeah. A listen, I yeah. don't know. You gotta, you guys gotta, you have to uh, teach me about that because I haven't been drinking enough in my life. I think I need to drink more. <laughs> no, my um, it
1: will destroy your life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good.
1: We drink not to feel our feelings, and feelings are meant to be felt. It's they're yeah. information. Mm-hmm. They're telling us something, and if you ignore them, they build, and then they become yeah. intolerable, and then you have to yell at people,
2: or drink, yeah. or buy but something. vodka is meant to be drunk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is so well, true though. True. You can, that, you can drink and true. do
2: drugs. I mean, well, I don't, you know, we do. well, we I, do I, it. I, and, or we, and you can try and defer the feelings for as long as you can, but you're absolutely right. Eventually it comes. So it's like a tsunami and it's, right. and it's even worse. I mean, yeah. and, and and it, now you're it, making it, terrible choices and just destroying your life. Well, all right. It, well,
0: I'm going to, I'm going to change the track, but Jennifer, did you have something?
1: I just want to add one thing. And that's that if, each, each of us, and I, I wrestle with this every single day. It's something I'm constantly aware of. Is am I about to speak because I feel like saying something, or am I about to say something that would actually help the other person? Am I reacting to my world or am I responding to my world? Am I am I coming from a place of fear, or am I coming from a place of centeredness? Right and. You, you can even look, so let's say you're, I don't know, judging a bunch of people and they're horrible and they're saying terrible things. If, if you could literally even get to a place where you're like rise above and sort of think, okay, humans, I, I feel sorry for all of us. We have so much potential and we love so deeply the people that are close to us and we're just a mess. It's so like, feel sad for all of us, right? Just use that, find a place to see where we have commonality and where most people, most people, unless you're a total sociopath. Are really just terrified, and if you if you grow up listening to one side, that's all you'll ever know. Then they're trapped and sad and not living their best life. So we're all just
3: sad and don't want to be poor. It's basically Mm, what we're. Yes. What's
1: happening here? (laughs) We're not doing this to help them. They're not. It's not going to really make a difference to them. If someone's that stuck in their anger and their rage, nothing you're going to say is going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. Not if you yell at them or give them a hug. It's nothing to them. They're in their own space, but you're going to feel better.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. May they be well, may they be happy. May they be well, may they be. And then when I say that out loud and sit in my bell bottoms, it doesn't look very good, but now, (laughs) but now now I'm going to shift the track. Okay. So I have to say lifetime. I am fascinated by the lifetime channels because they have channels. Now they're more than one. They have a Christmas movie channel. They have a romance channel and now they have a murder channel. So I love those three quadrants. I wish they would intersect, but I love them. And I wonder, do you guys have, when you watch what's on, whether it's reality TV or Lifetime, do you watch any of these things? And what, what should we be watching? Is there anything that's out there that's like that's like a great thing? Because I saw you on the, on the people's couch on your show in Bravo, and I watched this clip where I can't really describe what was happening on the show, but... It was hysterical to me. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. What should people, what should they be watching? Oh, well,
1: I do
3: have to say, speaking of the Lifetime, there that we just saw this what I what I interpreted as a tragic uh Christmas movie called oh, um, Housewives of the North Pole please. starring Kyle Richards and I need on, it it's on Peacock and it, and I like, Julie sees it she's like oh my god let's watch that right now and I was like it's on Peacock we have to have the subscription and they're not giving it free and and then she was like so bummed out <laughs> like literally i think it got on her phone like to get someone's peacock password
2: but like you're going to (laughs) preview a movie about housewives of christmas and it's a whole thing with the kids and it's a christmas and they're gonna do the lights and it's it's a competition and the the mom and this mom and the dad and the i need it i need it i need it now (laughs) and no 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 we're being denied Mm-mm.
0: Oh, that's too bad. I can give you my peek. I think I have. We have, I think we're paying for it now, which is crazy. Oh, but we have to, so. to get the office. We have to get the office, and, and you uh, couldn't get the office otherwise.
2: Well, we but, watch a ton of TV. I mean, we watch so much television besides the news. I mean, the thing is, as far as the, you want to know what decompressing or what helps us to yeah, get away from the yeah. news, watching other the, TV is, yeah. like, from writing partners you know first and foremost before
3: anything and so that just meant that we basically just
0: watched tv all day. yeah sure, sure.
2: So, that's right but did, and but, we watched everything
0: yeah what are you watching but did you watch did you watch a lifetime movie Uh-oh, drink no. slay love did we just lose example? ed <gasps> we just lost <gasps> ed.
3: what's
1: what oh happened?
0: god we're we're here yeah, alone oh <laughs> i lost you for a minute okay, <laughs> Did you And did we you, all started
3: like throwing like spitballs at the top <laughs> of
2: shit. We were like, Yeah, the teacher's <laughs> got whoo show your boobs!
0: Wow. That's just too much.
2: Sorry, you missed Oh, still, bell-
0: <laughs> uh, still with the bell bottoms. Um what now what about my father must die or deadly daycare or mother may I sleep with danger? Did you see any of those?
2: That Mother May I Sleep with Danger is a famous one. Yeah.
3: And you yeah. Looked- we did recently the cheerleader oh, murders. Yeah, was horrific and horrendous, <laughs> terrible, horrible. I mean, but Mother May I's a danger.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't
3: seen that in a long a long time.
2: time. We were trying to, we were trying to think of another one that we watched, and we could not remember the name of it. Made for TV type movie where it's like there's a kidnapping, and she's stuck in a in a in a storage unit and the <laughs> woods and the thing and the coach and the um, women are all in on it and the, it's I, like Canadian. it was great it was great oh we like watching sometimes a lifetime things can be really oh, was that alias
1: grace? is that was that it what,
2: what it is it alias grace no that's a tv show it wasn't that it was a movie
0: Oh my God. Wait, is that
2: the one? That's on Netflix. I haven't watched that one. Oh, okay. Alias Grace.
3: This was just like a Lifetime movie which is Canadian. And but it, what we like about Lifetime movies most of the time, all of the time, is that Lifetime, now not Hallmark, because they use like known actors on Hallmark, but on Lifetime, you can see a whole movie and not know one person in it. And it's fantastic. <laughs> like oh, you yeah. just want to get that yeah. like gamey acting <laughs> And you don't know anyone. Because I mean right. we've been in this town a long time. It's like we're gonna bound to run it's like Julie was on a show with Kate McKinnon. Like we can't even stand <laughs> looking at the TV because it's rising virtual for five seconds to like, Kate in the commercial. It's like, can we just get a minute without seeing how successful everyone else is?
0: Yeah, that's really yeah. true. Everyone that else is, is successful. Yeah. A- Andy Kindler used to call me and he'd say, Ed, I just Hang want again. to update you. Seventy thousand people now doing better than we did when we started. <laughs> Just want to to you. Have a nice evening. Um, and it's Now doing better. Now, is there a reality thing? I, I tell you, I mean, I've watched some, you know, in the early days. I used to work for of Vista. I used to work for Ooh. Disney. We had, you know, I worked with Chelsea Handler and we did After Lately and we had all these all the, we had the Real Housewives and all these things. Is there is there any show right now that, that that maybe people don't know about that they should be watching that will help them in their lives to realize that they're not these people?
3: I mean, we, this is just, it's not going to be, it's going to come out of left field probably, but we watched a ton of Bravo and we quit Bravo like addicts. That was really helpful too. I have to say like, yeah. that became an addiction that was, that that's did right. turn toxic mm-hmm. watching way too much housewives and stuff like that. Yeah. So that really helped. Now we're sort of falling off the wagon. We're kind of back <laughs> doing it again, but that's how that goes. But there's a show on Bravo and it's called married to medicine. Oh my God. And a lot of people, Skip over it for whatever reason because they just go right to housewives. But they're doctors, or they're married to doctors. But they're they're women doctors, and they just I don't know. For us, it's been really, really therapeutic. Just oh my god, their
2: relationships. It's the thing about this show is that unlike housewives, is it's the housewives don't um, focus too much on their on their marriages. Let's say on their you know romantic relationships, family and stuff, and this show. Is basically trying to highlight what it's like for women who are doctors and have families and husbands or whatever, and then the partners of them as well. So I mean, you want to talk about a person who's into like psychology and yeah. and and relationships. It is so intense and so deep. It has literally for us, it was like like therapy. Yeah. Like we would watch some of those shows cry yeah. and be and, and have conversations about. You know, well, oh, well I I understand. I relate to that, or I feel like that, or it, you know, what it, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's not even a joke. It's but really then at good. the same time, the drama is out <laughs> of control, and it's funny and it's hilarious. They are. What is the name of that show? Stars. What is the name of that show? What's married the name? to medicine? medicine watch yeah. it immediately i mean
3: you have to just give it you know it's on peacock oh you know you got the password Ed, so <laughs> wow it's,
0: it's i am there. so excited about this
3: and it, <laughs> it really i mean you have to be willing to like get through like you know some kind of like a little bit of trashy fighting yeah but yeah. because that's part of it mm-hmm. but you know it's, it's it's successful women in atlanta yeah. are doctors by the i tell you and i'm just going to say this and this is kind of a spoiler but by like season five, you watch. You've already been watching. Now we watched basically eight years in like a week, and it was kind of a mindfuck. <laughs> mind honestly, like literally. Oh,
2: we could Morning, noon, and night. It's
3: like, well, you know what? Two years ago, when I paid my taxes off, I'm like, but really, that was yesterday for us. <laughs> but so by the fifth year, this one couple that's like the head, you know, one of the best like couples on it, they break up. And they, and it's so awful. And then they literally get back together at the reunion. Andy Cohen and the whole mm. cast, like gets around them and they get back together. Mm-hmm. That's how good the show is. <laughs> That's how good. Wow. It's like, wow. This, with this relationship and yeah. it's so, and you learn so much. Oh my God. I mean, for us, it's been, Ugh. it really has this year. It's been like, it's been everything to us this year. Mm-hmm. So, and unfortunately it did get us back into reality TV, but um that is what we would say it's the it's the most underrated and most popular show on Bravo i mean it and, is
2: and most real yeah just most real they, what even if the the scenarios are set up or whatever and i know for the most part but this whatever's happening you, at least we believe is really happening and these relationships are real these yeah. relationships are you can tell you, you can, can tell, tell you can tell oh, in yeah. the yeah. yeah
0: yeah oh it's
2: so good <laughs> Oh I'm my excited. god. Thank I'm you, running guys. to the I'm running to
0: Peacock. I'm running to Peacock. Me too. And and yeah, Jennifer, <laughs> and let me let me just tell you too if you haven't seen Love on the Spectrum on Netflix or the, the show thing. Encore or yeah. Encore with Kristen oh, Bell on Disney Plus uh, is that worth spectacular, watching? Spectacular. Spectacular. It's the ready? greatest show. It, recommend- it will make you cry your eyes out. It's very good. It's very well done. Oh. Uh, she has nothing to do with it really but it's fantastic mm-hmm. i can't recommend encore and love on the spectrum enough we have a, if you want... love
3: on the spectrum and we did lo- really love it yeah we learned oh a lot my from
0: that God. Show. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes amazing um, <laughs> that one...
3: as a scripted, we want to tell you guys to watch the other two oh. which is on hbo max yes it's it's oh. hilarious.
1: the other, or the, we should watch the other two.
3: Like, as in, also, it's called the no, other. <laughs> no, it's called the other two. two. Yeah, the
0: other two. I have to. I do watch HBO Max every night, but it's, I will honestly, watch that now.
3: Oh my god! It's a writers from SNL, and it's just oh. really quick. It's about this little um, boy his, whose name's Chase Dreams, <laughs> and he gets famous on YouTube. And his mom is Molly Shannon. He becomes this like YouTube sensation with like one music video. And then his older sister and brother like live in New York and they're the other two. It's so <laughs> oh, that's
2: funny. Amazing. It's absolutely. That's hands oh, down, I've heard about this. Yeah. It's, so it was the, and we found that after watching Shit's Creek, which we became oh obsessed God. with. I, Six times and you didn't show. I love it though of so much. So good. Of and I, I will also just say quickly when you watch the other two, then when you're done with it, because you're gonna binge it really quickly, you can stay on HBO Max and go to the BBC version, the English version only okay. of Ghosts. Oh it's oh, never- life's blood. <laughs> I I would literally oh. put it on to go to bed and I wouldn't even watch. I would just listen. It's so Ooh. goddamn funny. <laughs> I love Ooh. it. It's so good. Yeah, we liked it. It's so you good. Watch, watch I'm Gentleman. getting
0: into ghosts. Only the
2: English version. You Don't even watch English, the American version. You say British. British, British. Only the British version. Don't watch the American version. The American version will turn you off.
1: Okay, but have Has anyone watched Gentleman Jack?
0: No. No. Oh, what is that?
1: God. It's it's set in the 1800s. It's about a woman who's a lesbian and she was trying to find love. She didn't care what anybody thought. It's a true story. It's based on this woman's diaries that have been turned. It's. Phenomenal. And I can't remember that. Gemma, somebody, it's British. It's a British series. Course, oh, it's British. So good. Oh, well, that's good. Then you it's got us. So good. Gentleman Jack. And I can't remember what network it's on, but it's so good.
0: Wow. Funny, as
3: you described it, when I was thinking it was American, I was like, no. Yeah,
0: no. But
2: then many it was British. I was like, oh, we can try it. We'll try
0: it. I'm I obsessed thought it was a reality
2: with, show. Oh, God. Um, Ed, I'm obsessed with British stuff. And then I force Brandy to get into it. And I love and live for, um, Historical documentaries <laughs> and uh, like Acorn TV and British shows and British dramas and Agatha Christie and Poirot and Marple and all of that shit. I will. Ooh. I love that stuff. Well, if that's interested. that's great.
0: We got to watch that. I I also recommend another lost uh, gem is Anne with an E on Netflix. Oh, it's okay. Um, and one of the most it. spectacular shows ever made. The woman who made it did two shows. She did Anne with an E and Breaking Bad. What oh. a writer. Wow. She does those two shows. Wow! So spectacular, spectacular. Well, we're gonna we're gonna uh, wrap up, but you please come back. We have <laughs> a lot more to talk about, a lot more to discuss, and a lot more liquor to drink. We didn't drink oh. enough on this well, show.
2: Next um, time we can do a drinking game with you, Ed, and you can um, pass please. out. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll go out and get to... Let's really
3: quick before you let us go. I'm writing down the shows. Anne with an E, Gentleman Jack.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, ghosts.
3: Okay, that's for you guys. What <laughs> What was the other one? Love on. The, oh, 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 Encore. Encore and, oh. Encore and
0: Love on the Spectrum, but Encore. Check out on. You will love Encore. Mm. You will be surprised. You'll cry your eyes out, but you'll also be moved and you'll be entertained. It's I can't recommend it enough. And you guys that's have nice. to do the other two for sure. The other mm. two. We, mm-hmm. yeah, that is something I was going to look okay.
1: at. Um, and, well, and just I was going to call the midwife in there too. That's also cool. uh, my call
0: mother the midwife. Keeps telling me
1: to watch, call the okay. midwife. Call <laughs> the
2: midwife. Okay. we we didn't discuss
0: succession, but we will another time. (laughs) Uh, We will another time. Please listen to Dumb Gay Politics wherever (laughs) you get your podcasts. Listen, follow these. Where do they follow you? Where do they follow you? Both of you.
3: Um, on Twitter, I'm at the Brandy Howard, and Julie is at Mr. Julie Goldman.
0: <laughs> to I make things work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. absolutely love the handle. Okay, all right. Well, listen, a pleasure, an absolute pleasure uh, talking <laughs> so to you. And please come back. Thank you, Jennifer, so much for everything as usual. For opening up the world for us and and uh if you want to subscribe or listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcast you can at make dot com m-a-k-e-l-i-g-h-t media.com keep coming back it works if you work it i'm ed krasnick have a great week